Let's remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. And we're going back to the book of John tonight. John chapter 9. We're going to begin at verse number 1. John chapter 9. We're going to begin at verse 1. Chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to minister on this simple thought, that the works of God may be made manifest in my life, that the works of God may be made manifest in my life. Let's put down our Bibles and let's lift up our hands and our voices. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Father, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for your grace. Thank you, dear God, for your mercy. Thank you, dear God, for your love and your kindness. Oh, Lord, we stand upon your word tonight, dear God, and we believe and we know that there is nothing impossible with you, dear God, that you're able to save, deliver, set free, dear God. Have your way in this house, dear Lord. Let your Holy Ghost fall in this place, dear Lord. We need your anointing. We need your power in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. That the works of God may be made manifest in my life. You know... This thing called life has a way of dealing you a hand that you never intended, never expected. That things that people start and get involved in in hopes of good, having good intentions and hoping that things work out the way that they planned only to find out that life happens and that your plans are now in jeopardy and how you had things mapped out and how you thought life was going to be, that somehow it has a way of not turning out that way. That it's in those moments we find out that we really have no control over anything. That we can plan and we can hope and that we can even pray. But there's this thing called life. And that Job said it like this, amen. I often say that you don't have to go looking for trouble. I said it this morning, trouble's going to find you at some point. 
Trouble is going to find your address. It's going to find your P.O. box. And it's going to come knocking on your door. Or it's going to slide something in your little box. And there it is. Now you have all of these things that are uh, coming against you and you don't know what to do. Job said it best that man was born to trouble. That we're not here that long before problems happen. That for some of us, problems are in the womb, amen? That I was one of those, amen, that probably shouldn't have made it out of the womb. That there was some trouble, there was some problems. Umbilical cord wrapped around uh, my neck and it was only by the grace of God that I made it out, amen? That God wouldn't let it in that way, that God had a plan. And that sometimes life and all the challenges that it brings, and it brings a whole lot of challenges, amen? And we find that out day after day. There are challenges to face in this life. There are obstacles to overcome. There are devils to fight, amen? Let me say that. There are devils to fight. We still believe in devils? There are devils to fight, amen, and to overcome and to have a made-up mind that we will not be defeated. And that throughout all of that, amen, I must understand that when I am going through, that though I don't want to go through it and though I wish things was different, I must understand that God has a plan and that God knows what he is doing and that God is never behind on anything and that God is a way maker and that God is a provider and that God is a strong tower and that when it's all said and done, God is going to be glorified. He's going to be magnified. He's going to be exalted. All of the praise is going to be given to him. Amen. And so you'll find out that we pick up here in the book of John chapter 9 and Jesus has showed up in a certain city and he is walking past a man that is blind. That he was blind from his birth. He came out of the womb with problems, amen. Opposition already up against him. And the disciples, they wanted to know They wanted to know what was the problem and what was the reason that this man was blind. Did did he sin or did his parents sin? What was the reason that he is in the predicament, that he has the challenges that he has, that he is in the situation that he is in? And I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, we got to stop questioning God and asking God, why am I thus Why am I in this point of life? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Why have things haven't turned around for me yet? I must believe, amen, that God knows what he's doing. I must trust that God has me exactly where he has me, and that's where he wants me. 
And I got to believe that when it's all said and done, amen, I'm going to come out of this thing with my hands raised and with my voice lifted. And when it's all said and done, God is going to be glorified. God is going to be magnified that God has a plan in all of this, amen, that I just got to hold tight. I just got to hold on and I just got to go ahead and believe and have faith. Somebody need to get that Joel spirit about you, amen, that naked I came in this world and naked I'm going to go out of this world. But I tell you what my problems are not going to cause me to do. It's not going to cause me to stop praising God and giving God the glory and giving God the honor that he deserves. Anybody got a made up mind on a Sunday night that you may have come into the house of the Lord and everything ain't the way that you would like for it to be. Amen. Everything ain't ideal in your life. But you came into the house of the Lord with a made up mind. I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. When I'm feeling like praising him, I'm going to praise him. And when I don't feel like praising him, I'm going to still get up on my feet and I'm going to still lift up my hands and I'm going to still lift up my voice and I'm going to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. God is still worthy and God is going to get the glory. You can be seated tonight. And so they wanted to know who done messed up that this man is like this. Job's friends came to him and said, Job, you ain't as righteous as you was pretending to be. That you did something and it done caught up with you, Job. And now you are reaping the consequences of your actions. And that they were just constantly coming at Job with all kinds of accusations. You know, this don't just happen to people at Job. This kind of thing ain't just happening to the people that are doing things right, Job. There's too many bad things that done happen here, Job. You must have did something wrong. And Job called them a bunch of miserable companies. He, they were miserable, amen. And what they did was cause Job to have to defend himself and try to vindicate himself and, and begin to say that I haven't done nothing wrong, amen. I've only done good. Can I tell you something? I don't need to justify myself tonight, amen. I need to just know that God knows what he's doing, amen. And that, listen, like Job said, God knows the path that I have taken, amen. God knows, amen, that I'm not out about unrighteousness and garbage. God knows how I'm trying to live for him. God knows how I'm trying to pray. God knows how I'm trying to honor his word and come into the house of the Lord and bless his name despite how I feel and despite what is against me. God knows the path that I take. Can I tell you tonight, you ain't got to justify yourself tonight. All you got to do is keep your hands lifted and keep your voice raised and patiently wait on the Lord like 
Job said, until my change come, amen, I know a change is coming uh, one day or another, amen. I believe that it's not going to always be like this. I believe the tables are going to turn around for my good. Anybody believe that? Anybody believe that God is going to work in my life? God is going to lay his hand on my situation. God is going to speak into my life and it's going to cause me to rise up out of the place that I am and I'm going to rise up with victory and power and dominion. Somebody needs to act like it's already here. Amen. You need to act like your answer has already been met. You need to praise him like it's already done. Praise him like the healing is already here. Praise him like the blessing is already in the bank account. Praise God. Amen. Like your deliverance is here. Because God is going to do it when it's all said and done. God is going to do it. And so the Lord had to straighten out their misconception. God had to help, the Lord had to let them know, listen, nobody has sinned. This man has not sinned. Neither has his parents sinned. I'm so glad, amen, that God knows exactly what he is doing. And that God sometimes put us in situations and put us in predicaments that are not good to us, amen. But God has a plan. And God's plan is a whole lot bigger than us, amen, and that God is trying not just to win us and save us, but God is trying to grab a hold of others, that through our lives and seeing what God has brought us out of and the works of God being manifested in our situation, that hopefully it would turn those unto him. I mentioned Lazarus this morning, amen, and I mentioned how that the word came from Martha and Mary that Lazarus is sick, and that Jesus looked at those disciples, and he said, listen, this sickness is not unto death, amen, but that is for that the glory of God, amen, and that the Son of God God may may be glorified. And the Bible says, listen, that after four days, Jesus showed up. Amen. And they said, Lord, if you was here, if you would have came when we called, listen, he will still be alive. How many know that Jesus is always on time? Jesus is never late. Amen. Jesus is always on time. And our timing may seem like it's the wrong timing. But whenever Jesus shows up, there's always a chance for a miracle. There's always a chance of things turning around for our good. So he always shows up on time. They were saying, Lord, you're too late. But Jesus was saying, no, I'm right on time. Jesus was telling him, listen, your brother's going to live again Lord I know he's going to live in the resurrection again and Jesus had to let Martha know honey you talking about something in the future I am the resurrection 
My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Your deliverance is here. Jesus is the resurrection, honey. And wherever Jesus is, can I tell you, things can turn around for our good. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Jesus is letting you know that there is nothing too hard for me to do for you. That I'm able to turn things around for your good. You ain't got to wait, amen. But I'm here here to heal you right now. I'm here to deliver you right now. I'm here to turn things around in your life. Right now. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. What you talking about? I am the resurrection. The resurrection ain't some event. I'm it. Amen. And all I got to do is say the word, amen. And that which is dead is now alive. I can turn that thing around with just one word. So they were like, Lord, you should have been here. And he was telling them, listen, he's going to live again. And so Mary, she comes and she's weeping. And she falls down at his feet. She's weeping. And the people that have come with her, they're weeping as well. And the Bible says that the Lord, he began to groan within himself. Amen. And that lets us know right there that when he saw Mary weeping, and he saw the people weeping, and him groaning inside, that lets us know that we have not a high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, that the Lord knows how we feel. The Lord knows what we go through. The Lord knows the situations that we are up against. And I want you to know that God is concerned about you. Don't you ever think that one tear goes unnoticed. Don't you ever think that one prayer goes unnoticed. I want you to know that God sees it all, amen. And he said, listen, Isaiah, he said, go back and you let Hezekiah know that I have seen his tears and that I have heard his cry and that I'm going to answer his prayer. Let me tell you this tonight, amen, that God's eye is on his people and I got an encouraging word for you tonight. Keep on praying. Keep your hands lifted. Keep your voice raised because when it's all said and done, God is going to work. Amen. God is going to perform. Amen. And everybody is going to see it. And there won't be no doubt in anybody's mind that this is the power of the almighty God at work. This thing is taken out everybody else. Amen. But the people of God. Amen. God's got his hand on them. God is bringing them through. You hear what I'm saying? And they cannot be ignored that the work of God is manifested in that person's life. That's a miracle, amen. Nobody couldn't do it but God. No doctor could do it, amen. When the doctor threw their hands up, God stepped in the midst of it, amen, and said it's not over. It's not over. And when it's all said and done, it cannot be denied that the work of God is manifested in one's life. And so Jesus, he began to tell them, listen, he gave them a command. He said, remove the stone. 
And the Bible says that they said, Lord, by now he stinketh. That body had done started to decompose, starting to break down. And they said, Lord, by now he, he stinks, Lord. He said, listen, I told you to remove the stone. And so they removed the stone. And Jesus didn't have to do nothing, amen. The Bible says that he began to pray. And he, in his prayer, he began to let it be known, amen, that this is not so much, amen, for anybody else. But this is for them, amen, that they can see that I was sent by you, amen, and that I'm here to do your will. And that he spoke the word, Lazarus, come forth. And don't you know that man that was dead for four days, amen, came up out of that grave. And the Bible says he came out of that cave with grave clothes on. And the Bible says that Jesus said, you take them grave clothes off of him. He won't need that any longer. Don't you know that when it was all said and done, they're at Mary's, Mary and Martha's house, amen. But they're not there to see Jesus, amen. They're there to see Lazarus, amen. They want to see this miracle that has been performed, that because of it, they begin to believe in Jesus, amen. Can I tell you, just go ahead and hang on in there. Just go ahead and remain put up because I'm telling you, God is going to come through for you. God is going to turn it around for you and your co-workers are going to see it. Your neighbors are going to see it. Your lost family members are going to see it and they're going to start believing, amen, that if God can do it for them, then God can do it for me. So honey, don't give up. Don't backslide. Don't throw in the towel. Don't lose hope. Don't faint in well doing. Just hold on. Just stay in there. God is going to work it out. God is going to work it out. The works of God is going to be made manifest in your life. That when it's all over, Pharaoh in his arrogance. Who is your God that I will let this people go? Boy, he don't know with that statement he stepped in it. He stepped deep in it. And he, when it was all said and done, he was going to become acquainted with this God and the works of this almighty God. Egypt was going to feel the hand of God on them. And you'll find out that God began to bring in those plagues to get Pharaoh to break him down to his knees. And he was stubborn and stubborn and just so hard-hearted and refusing to let the people go. But you'll find out that when the death angel came in and took the firstborn of every Egyptian, that that's when he said, all right, you all can go. But you'll find out that it wasn't over because soon after he let them go, amen, he began to be hard once again to go after them and to bring them back, amen, into Egypt and bring them back into slavery. And there they are at the Red Sea, amen, and they are noticing that Pharaoh and his army is on their trail. And the Bible says they are there at the Red Sea, and now they are crying and they're mourning, and, and they want to know, how are we going to get through this here, amen? 
and that Moses begins to cry out to the Lord. And God said, what is that in your hand? What is in your hand? Did you forget what I just did to Egypt with that, that that is in your hand? Can I tell you tonight, we don't have to worry, friend. We don't have to panic. We don't have to lose hope. We got everything that we need, amen, to overcome and to prevail, amen. God didn't bring us this far to leave us now. Come on, you need to look at your Red Sea and say that this is not it. God is going to pardon this thing and God is going to cause me to walk through on dry ground. Come on, speak to your mountain, amen. Jesus said if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed that you can speak to that mountain and that that mountain could be removed. Somebody look at that giant, amen, that's talking all kind of noise saying that you're going to die, saying that you can't live for God in 2020. There's too much sin in the world for you to be able to live for God. You need to lift that situation back in his face and remind him what the scripture says. Where sin did abound, grace did that more abound. There's enough grace to keep me from falling. There's enough grace to hold me up. There's enough grace to keep me from being uprooted and carried away. Somebody need to believe tonight, amen, that God knows what he is doing. That God will see me through. You can be seated tonight. And so they're at that Red Sea. And the Bible says that Pharaoh's on their trail. And they begin to coming and they're coming after them. And the Bible says that the Lord through that rod parted that Red Sea. And that they walked through on dry ground. You hear? And that Pharaoh and his army, they came in behind them as well. But the Bible says that once the Israelites got over to the other side, how many know God's going to get us over to the other side? God's going to get us over to the other side. Amen. It don't matter what the devil is trying to do. It don't matter how he's trying to pull us back. God is going to see us through. Amen. It doesn't matter what he is trying to do, what kind of things he's trying to cause us to stumble over. God is going to get us to the, through the other side. Amen. We're going to make it. Amen. Can I give you a courage and word? Child of God, you're going to make it, amen. Stop letting the devil tell you you're going to die, amen. Stop letting the devil tell you that your destination is hell, amen. You need to rebuke that in Jesus' name. You need to remind the devil, amen, that God didn't make that for me. God made that for you and your demonic followers, amen. Somebody needs to remind themselves that we are victorious, amen, that we are more than overcomers. Somebody need to look at your past and let your past know you don't owe me anymore. You don't have a hold of me anymore. God delivered me from that a long time ago. Let me tell you what the word says, amen. When your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. It don't matter how you feel. It's all about what God says about you. And God says you're redeemed. God says you're a daughter of God. God says you're a son of God. Don't matter how I feel. It's all about what God says about me. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Oh, whoo. And so they got through over on that dry ground. 
And Pharaoh and his army are following them, and they're in the sea. God tells Moses, stretch forth your rod and cause that sea to return back to its normal state. And when he did, that sea destroyed Pharaoh and his army. And their past was buried. They didn't have to worry about they're the one that caused them to serve hard tasks and to be, that was beating them and that was enslaving them. No longer had to worry about them any longer. And the Bible says that they sat there, they stood there with their arms folded and said, thank you, Lord. That's not what the Bible says. Give it here. Where is that? Give it here. We got one? Where where we at? Come on now. Where where are the tambourines? Come on, somebody. Y'all got them all over there. The Bible says that old Miriam, she picked up that tambourine and she started having a praise party. Amen. When they somebody needs to remember where you were, amen. And you need to have yourself a jubilee party, amen. For the fact that you're not bound any longer, you're not shocking any longer. Come on. Don't look down on my place tonight, amen. You don't know where God brought me from. You don't know what God pulled me out of. You don't know what chains God broke off of my life. You don't know what addictions God broke off of my life. And it don't matter what anybody else says. I'm going to dance before the Lord. I'm going to shout and I'm going to give God the praise that he deserves. Come on, friend. I'm telling you, God will bring you through. God will bring you out. God's work, the works of God, will be manifested in your life. That it will be seen and looked upon. And nothing can be said, but God did this. God brought them out. God saved them. God healed them. God made a way for them. My Lord. Woo! My God. And so the Bible says they wanted to know why is this this way? And Jesus had to let them know, listen, ain't nobody sinned. God going to get the glory out of this. The works of God is going to be manifested in this person's, in this individual's life. And the Bible says he went and he spit on some dirt And he made some clay out of it, and he put it on that man's eyes, and he told him to go wash that clay out, that dirt out, that mud off at a certain pool. And the Bible says that when he was all done, that that man could see, amen. I'm talking about he was born blind, but when Jesus was done with him, he was no longer blind. He could now see, and everybody wanted to know, what done happened to you, sir? Can I tell you, everybody don't want to hear about Jesus, amen? But it don't matter what you want to hear. I got to declare how it happened. It wasn't my education. It wasn't philosophy. It wasn't some 12-step program. Honey, it was Jesus Christ. Jesus healed me. Jesus delivered me. Jesus turned my life around. And I'm not the same. I'm not the same old person. I'm not the same drug addict. I'm not the same fornicator. I'm not the same womanizer. Jesus Jesus turned me around. Jesus changed my life for the good. 
Jesus did it. I know you don't want to hear that, but I got to tell the truth, amen. It wasn't me, amen. It wasn't my family that I came from, amen. But it was Jesus Christ. They didn't want to hear it. I'm telling you that God will put us in a place in life that it may seem so hard for us. And it may seem like we're going to die. Oh, Job, the Bible says he lost everything. But don't you know this gracious God that is so pitiful, amen, pity, it shows such pity towards us in our struggle and our infirmities. That the Bible says that Job lost everything, but that when it was all said and done, God gave him back double, amen. God gave him back more than he had. He lost kids, he got kids. Bible says his wife, she lost her mind, talking about curse God and die, friend, I'm going to tell you something. That is, you, you definitely is the devil. That is, de- <laughs> that is definitely the devil at work. You want me to curse God and die? Oh, no. But the Lord gave him a new wife. Amen. God gave him everything that he lost. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, uh, God is able to give you everything back to you. Some say it like this. God is able to give you double for your trouble. Amen. Can I tell you, you just hang on in there. Amen. And God is going to repay you. God is going to give you everything that you lost. Everything that was taken from you, God is able to restore. God is able to restore it. But when it's all said and done, God is going to get the glory. God, the works of God is going to be manifested in one's life. You'll see this all throughout scripture. That the Lord works like this. and That the Lord does these kinds of things. That it would be made known that this was no no other power but his and his alone. That you'll find out that the children of Israel, they are enslaved by the Midianites, and that there the angel of the Lord comes to old Gideon. And Gideon is hiding out and holding on to a little bit of wheat, amen, as he has settled for the Midianites, destroying their crops and taking everything from them. Can I tell you something? It's about time the child of God stops laying down, amen. We got to come out of the corner, amen. We got to stop hiding, amen. We got to stop hiding from the devil and trying to negotiate with the devil while the devil is running ramshack and tearing everything apart, stealing our peace and stealing our joy, stealing our children. We got to come up out of our caves and out of our holes and say, no longer, amen. I'm going to believe what God's word is saying about me, and I'm not satisfied with just holding on to a little bit, but I want everything to 
that God says I can have. Who wants everything that God says you can have? I'm not selling for anything less. If God said peace belongs to me, I want my peace. I don't want some of my peace, but I want it all, friend. If God said I can have joy, then I want all of my joy. I believe before we, listen, before we leave here tonight, we need to engage in some spiritual warfare. And we need to let the devil know that we're here to get all of our stuff back. I'm here to get my peace back. I'm here to get my joy back. I'm here to get my Holy Ghost experience back. I'm here to get my walk with God back. I want my stuff back. You hear me? I want it back. It belongs to me. It belongs to my family. That is mine. Got to stop laying down. And Gideon was hiding out. And the angel of the Lord came to old Gideon and said, Mighty man of valor. Gideon was like, man, who? Where where you at? Somebody else here with me? I thought I was the only one in this cave. Somebody else in here? No, you. God's going to use you. He's going to use you to deliver his people. And Gideon came up with all the excuses of why God could not. Surely God's picked the wrong man. Don't God know that I come from a small family in Israel? Don't God know I'm the least of my family? How many know it ain't about what your family background, amen? It ain't about what family you came out of. It ain't about, amen, none of that, amen. It ain't about your heritage, amen. Don't you know if God could use a harlot and turn your her life around, God can use anybody, amen. Come on, it ain't about your background. It's about this God, amen, that has called you to a greater work and called you to a greater calling. I need to believe in that, amen. I need to believe what God is saying about me. Stop talking bad about yourself, amen. And stop saying what God is saying about you. God saying you're a child of God. God saying you're a peculiar people. God is saying you are able. Gideon wanted to come up with all kinds of excuses of why he couldn't do it. But the Lord finally convinced him. And listen, old Gideon had his army together, didn't he? He had a good amount of men. And I'm sure he felt confident about the battle. The Bible says that the Lord said, hey, hold up. Before you go, listen, go out there and say, everybody that's afraid, go home. (laughs) See, listen, when you go to battle, amen, (laughs) I need to know who's with me before I go out battle. I don't need to get into the heat of the battle and Joker start withdrawing. And I'm, I'm, I know I came out with more than, what are these Jokers done gone? And so the Lord said, before you even go out, let them know anybody that's afraid, tell them to go home. And it was a good amount that went home. But Gideon still got a, a good size army and so he's feeling good. And so the Lord said, hey, hold up. Go take them by a certain river. And everybody that laps like a dog, tell them to go home. 
Because when you're in war, amen, there has to be an urgency about you. You can't be taking time and, and being all relaxed. There has to be a certain urgency. And when those jokers went home, getting the army was down to 300. I'm talking about 300 to go out and face thousands. And I'm sure Gideon was like, hmm, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? And God said, now you're ready. Because what you'll find out is, is that God wants it to be very clear who brought about the victory. and Who won the battle. And so, and, and it's very strange of what they went out with, amen? The Bible says, a pitcher... A light, a candle. Who are they supposed to defeat with this? What? Midianites with this? But listen, old Gideon, here's the wonderful thing about God, amen? See, because Gideon wanted some signs, amen? And God gave him some signs, amen? But not only that, Old Gideon walked up on a couple of people talking about him, amen? And talking about how that God has given Gideon the victory, amen? And so the Bible says they went out, amen, to go and approach the Midianites. And at a certain time, the Lord told them, listen, with that, 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 that candle and that picture, that they were supposed to break it, amen? And when they broke it, you'll find out that this strange thing happened that the Midianites, they turned on themselves and they began to kill themselves. Amen. And that when it was all said and done, that God had brought about the victory. Amen. And it was through one by the name of Gideon that God brought the victory and God delivered the children of Israel. I'm telling you, friend, that God, amen, the works of God will be manifested in our lives. That if we would just believe and just hold on, that when it's all said and done, it's going to be declared, amen, that we couldn't have did this without God, amen. That I didn't get this far without God. And that when you look at my life and when you look at the blessings that are on my life, it's not about anything that I've done. Amen. God put me in a certain place. Amen. And you knew, amen, exactly the predicament that I was in. But now you see that I'm no longer in that predicament. But that it's a whole lot better. Amen. Than it was before. And I've come to let you know that God is real and that God can work anything out for you. I'm telling you, God is in the healing business, amen. Anybody know that God's still a miracle worker in the house? God is in the healing business. God is able to provide. God is able to turn things around for our good. And so I can't allow the enemy or anybody else to cause me to believe that it's not going to happen for you. I'm just going to patiently wait on the Lord. And I believe that God is going to work. God is going to turn this thing around. God is going to perform in my life.
life and when I come out of this I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going to lift up my voice and it don't matter what they say about Jesus you can say whatever you want to say about him I know this I was once blind and now I see I was once lost and now I found and you can't deny the miracle that you see you might not want to hear that it was Jesus, but one thing you cannot deny is that I'm a real living witness that God is real. Let us stand. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness that God is real and that God is able and that God is powerful. I'm telling you that there is nothing that God cannot deliver you from. And that the devil is causing you to believe, amen, that you can't change. And that you can't turn things around. And that this is the place that you're stuck in life. But I want you to know tonight, amen, that God is a miracle worker. And that God is able to turn things around for my good. Can I tell you, you don't have to stay depressed and oppressed by the devil, amen. I know you tried to work it out on your own, but why don't you come and bring it to Jesus? Why don't you lift up your hands and lift up your voice? And I promise you that you will come out of that thing. That God will bring you out. God will set you free. God will put joy into your life. God will cause sunshine, amen, to shine into your life. That when it's all said and done, that nothing can be said but that this is the work of God. And that God has done this great work in my life. I'm telling you, we all can testify that there was a point in time that we were bound. There were things that held us captive that we couldn't break ourselves free from. And I'm telling you that when Jesus stepped foot into our lives, listen, have you ever ran into people that you used to run with? that you used to kick it with and they see the change in your life and they can't believe that it's you Delicia is that you is that you Teresha girl what happened to you you know people get used to you used to your life being dysfunctional and chaotic they used to seeing you like that. They was used to seeing that guy blind on the street begging. Guess what? They ain't have nothing to say then. They ain't have nothing to say when he was sitting there begging with his hands stuck out. Now Jesus done did a wonderful work in his life. Now everybody got everything to say. They got all kinds of criticism to say. Is that you, girl? Yeah, that's me. What happened to you? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. You know that's a great opportunity, amen, to talk about Jesus. That's sure a nice car you driving. Yeah, Jesus gave it to me. What you doing these days? Oh, I'm a teacher. What? 
Jesus has done a wonderful work in my life. Jesus has performed in my life. People get used to seeing you a certain way, but thank God, amen, that he didn't leave us that way. Thank God he brought generational curses off of our lives, amen, and said that's not going to be your destiny. That's not how you're going to live, but I'm going to turn things around for your good. I'm going to work in your life. Let's lift up our hands and let's lift up our voice and let's just thank God for his goodness tonight. Thank you for his grace. Thank you for his mercy. For